everyone. Welcome to Blurt Thoughts. This is our last episode for season three, Seven Facets of Masculinity. Mm -hmm. And for this last episode, we're talking about that's girly, everything that men do that can be defined as girly. But before that, let's say hi to Azri. Hi, Azri. How are you today? <laughs> Hello. Uh, well, I'm good. It's like, you know, finally one day where we're recording at a godly hour. It's 4 p.m. Singapore time. So, yep, yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yes, and it's 9.40 um, London time on a Sunday morning. I think we've now found a schedule that probably works for the two of us. Yep, but um, ultimately we sort of, we still have to sort of like make this quick because you still have church to get to. I know, so, but at least we yeah. have time. Um, yeah, how has your week been? You're just intentionally bringing that in, aren't you? Um, it was uh, it was an emotional week for me because uh, I have to say goodbye to some of my students. You know, um, the national exams in Singapore are sort of in we're in the thick of it, and we're sort of almost wrapping up. So I'm gonna say goodbye to most of all my students soon because you know they won't be needing classes anymore so that ah, that's kind of sad i mean the closest students some of the students i'm closest to said that you know oh it's not a goodbye but i think that's what they say in the thick of it because they they don't want to see the teachers cry <laughs> they don't want to see me cry but um yeah you know i have hope maybe maybe one day we'll you know hang out and meet again but for now it is with a heavy heart that i say goodbye and i posted an emotional post on Instagram for which I'm already receiving some slight backlash. But yeah, I, I just I just needed to post that on Instagram because it's sort of like I don't really have an outlet nowadays. Um I'm too lazy to write journals and blogs now. So I thought that was a better outlet so to speak. But yeah, what about you? I know you're dealing with some challenges as well. Mm-hmm. Since you throw me under the bus, I'll throw <laughs> you under the bus as well. Yeah, contemplating life and its purpose, as usual. Um, mm-hmm. That has been this week. But speaking yeah, of... Sure you're con- <laughs> I'm sure you're just contemplating life. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this week's episode is about That's Girly. Um, and kind of, mm-hmm. this was kind of a nice end to this season on masculinity because a lot of the times when men boys guys um do something that's more appearance related it can often be seen as feminine um and in azri's book there's a whole chapter dedicated to hair so do you want to talk about that and how that relates to girliness and then we can kind of talk about what happens uh, in day-to-day life. sure well i mean i have to agree right this episode this entire season is is, is uh, contingent upon the book but um i started writing about it once again it wasn't planned i i know i always repeat that like a broken record but it was really just because i wanted alex alex is the main character and i wanted him to be very particular almost anal retentive about his hair um because it was something that i sort of did in my own life without realizing it but I did not realize how uncomfortable people got about 
things that are supposedly seen as feminine. So I, I did it because it was odd to me. I, I didn't understand why things like, you know, applying sunblock or just making sure that my hair looks nice. I didn't understand why was that seen as feminine. I just thought that was just about personal pride because I'm sure, I mean, Stephanie and I, we have crossed the 30 mark it's a point where you really have to take care of your skin and stuff because you can't just assume that your body is at its prime. And, you know, I'm sure Stephanie would agree with me because you would have some friends who are 30 and above who have really fat skin and you're just like, mm-hmm. oh God, what happened to them? Because let's be honest, right? Because of global warming and the, the so-called environment, it's there's a lot of pressure and stress environmental triggers and stress on your skin day to day and if you don't just apply you know at least moisturizer every now and then like even if you apply it once a week that's way more than a lot of people a lot of people do with their skin like me like well come on i'm just i'm just no no as in like at least it's better than nothing you know what i mean right with all the pollutants and the harsh sun rays your skin needs some kind of self-care so I was just very shocked that people be so upset about a guy or a male protagonist that just has a bit more awareness to his personal appearance yeah that's a good point actually and it and I think what you said is not like I agree with the kind of the environmental impacts and aging and everything that has to got to do with your external physical appearance but also I think we live in a I was talking to a friend the other day and like we live in a society where and like they were saying how there's not many pictures of me on Instagram on my Instagram and I was like I just don't like taking pictures of myself and 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 they were like um but the world today is based on pictures like people judge you or make an impression of you based on the photographs you have on your social media profile and when you don't have any pictures of yourself there it's kind of like who are you exactly like are you catfish um and i think just what he what they were saying around like the world is based on pictures i think that's why people put so much effort and emphasis on external appearances which is completely fine I think like as you say like I think everyone needs to take care of who they are because I think then you feel more and more confident about yourself more comfortable about yourself but I think often as you said when guys start doing that when they start making an effort with their skincare their the hair and I think it's getting a bit more accepted, but there's always this kind of thing around, why do you care so much about your hair or your skin? It's kind of a girl thing. And I get judged when I don't do that because I can't wear, wear makeup to save my life. I'm probably the laziest person when it comes to a self-care routine. Like I do take care of myself, but I, I get lazy. Like I can't spend too much time on it. And it's kind of like, are you even a girl if you don't do that? Um, like how can you not know how like how can you not wear makeup actually you look really good if you wore I don't know eyeliner or whatever like people say things to me Mm. and it's it's more about I think for me it's not about whether it's about what makes you feel good and what makes you feel confident about how you project 
the image project in in the outside world and like people just get slack for oh you're putting sunblock you're like gay or whatever but actually as you say we need to protect our skin from the sun from like skin cancer and pollutants and stuff like that so i also have to ask was i making sensible points because i'm perspiring really badly and when i'm perspire like this is because i'm nervous that i say something stupid no Earlier. yeah no i think you you were talking about alex and like the reasons why alex does it okay. and then how people perceive it they're wrong the other way like perceive okay, it as so like anyway um i agree Continue. yeah <laughs> i i think you made some interesting points about uh external external appearances online and ah uh, i'm not sure i think that's that's something we're going to go into next season i think we were discussing about the pressures about relationships and all that stuff i <laughs> maybe this is just my personal opinion mm-hmm. but for me i for me personally i've always wanted to improve my looks and look good without faking it and one thing that i always felt uncomfortable about and i think the pressure or rather the the challenge of making sure you're not being catfished is because technology has allowed you to so call uh alter your appearances or use filters and all that stuff to make yourself look way better than you actually are mm. and this has happened to Stephanie she's actually nodding nodding you know vigorously um because you know some people can be really, like you know they're actually like 50 year old 50 year 50 year old men or something and they actually make themselves look like they're 30 year old just to make sure that they get young girls and i'm not saying that um there's anything wrong with being 50 but i do think there's something wrong with trying to fake your age or fake who you really look like mm. but i understand where that pressure comes from because i think media and the beauty industry is really focused on you know looking young right it's not really about mm. beauty it's not really about aging gracefully at all it's really just about young it's just about youth so that is something that's quite sad i feel but i do personally feel that i am very very focused on always looking good and looking healthy and being healthy as, mm. as much as possible but uh when stephanie was saying about how you know people are saying that you know taking care of hair taking care of hair or you know your skin and protecting your skin from skin cancer is seen as gay uh i don't agree with that obviously but i do understand where some of it comes from like for example if i did manicure um people would see that as gay or feminine because for the longest time like using things like nail polish has always been so called um lumped Female. with yes like it's what girls would do so women would do so i understand where that comes from but for me i like it so i don't know what do you think Stephanie? yeah but then again yeah But then again, you'd be okay with it because you're my friend. But you know, in general, <laughs> no, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I think um, so. To your point, I was laughing yeah. about the filter thing because there's this app. This is a digression, but there's an app um, called Facetune, which basically allows you to change the width of your eye, your lip size, your nose size, basically transform you into a whole different person, um, just based on what you want to look like, which. is wow. i think which kind of i guess in terms of external experience ex- appearance it's not 
I, I don't think I, I care that much about a, um, catfish per se, but it's kind of as a human being, as, as an individual, for you to want to do that, it's sad or I don't know. It's kind of, it just feels like you, you, sh- you should love who you are. But then at the same time, as you were saying, like take the healthy way to make yourself look better and feel better about yourself rather than use an app to change the way you look so you can impress someone online. Um, and on that, I think, as you were saying, like you enjoyed take, doing manicures and pedicures because it makes you feel good, makes you it sparks joy for you. And I think, <laughs> yeah, as Mary Kondo would say, Marie Kondo, well, however you say her name, um, <laughs> it sparks joy to you. But like, and and then I think it, it hurts when people kind of say that, oh, but that's a girly thing to do. Like, why you're a boy? Like, why are you doing that? Um, and I think that's where yeah. it starts affecting your self-esteem and self-confidence as well. Because I think a lot of us do things that are that we feel good about. And then when someone kind of makes a slight remark on it, then it's kind of like, oh, I don't want to do that anymore. Um, and I think that's, I think through this episode, I think it's kind of like, do what f- makes you feel good without thinking about whether it's girly, manly, whatever. But at the same time, like if someone else does that, don't judge them for it or like don't yeah like don't make remarks about it that's gonna make them feel bad about it if that makes any sense no I was just I was just thinking that um I I wonder where it comes from because uh, I think Stephanie and I will always would always talk about this about how you know if you're not harming anyone and you enjoy it like what's the big deal um I actually I think I brought this up during this recording or maybe we were just talking about it i actually did a very emotional post on instagram to sort of cope with the loss and the closing of all my classes because i really feel like if i don't do if i don't express it in some way i'm just gonna start crying and just like be disconsolate Mm. so i started getting like messages from people who were just saying that it's pretentious and attention seeking and so I actually messaged Stephanie I was like is it really attention seeking because I I do get very emotional I admit and so I just wanted to double check but you know if it makes me feel better if it makes me cope with the loss and cope with emotions I don't know why that's bad and in the same vein you know if I did manicures how does it hurt people? It just, it just yeah. makes me wonder, like, where does the hatred comes from? But I understand where it comes from. So, Stephanie, let me ask you this question. Mm. If it was, if you, uh, let's say, were married to a man, a straight man, and um, he decides to do nail polish, mm-hmm. uh, colored nail polish, would you be okay with that? Not just a manicure, but like, you know, like the full French tips, for example. Would you... If it looks good on him, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, I mean, like, I, I don't, I, I don't think it will. See, but you're he- but you're hesitating. <laughs> so, is it? No, I, I'm just like, I, I'm. I've never thought about it that way. Also, because I don't think I'll ever get married. But anyway, it's besides the point. Uh, <laughs> but I, I That's think besides the point. Besides the point, like, mm-hmm. if if I am with someone. Like, I want them to dress well, like, to, mm-hmm. you know, because it reflects on me. Just kidding. Um, but, like, yeah, as I said, like, if it looks good on him, if it makes him happy, then let him mm-hmm. be. 
Um, I mean, I will have, I will have my opinion on whether it looks good on him, but like, you know what I mean? Like, okay. Just as much as anyone would have an opinion on whatever I wear, um, Mm. whether like in that way, like, I don't think I would say no to him doing stuff like manicures and pedicures. Like it was, it would be more of a jokey thing around whether it looks good or not if that makes any sense mm, okay it's like how if i wear yeah. an outfit and i send it to you and i'm like do you think that looks good like you're not gonna judge me for out you'll just tell me yeah that looks good actually no that looks trash i think it's more i've never that- said trash <laughs> i've never said trash just <laughs> fyi for everyone listening she sends me I've seen some weird looking pants and I'll just say like it doesn't suit you but I've never said it looks trash I've never done that because if someone said that what I wore looks like trash I would just cry okay actually it depends on what I'm wearing yeah but that's what I'm saying like I I think if it makes someone happy then that's fine Um, Mm -hmm. it would be more of a as I said it's more of a opinion thing around does it really look so why so why so why do you think like society is so particular about that is it does it go back again to gender roles i think so and i think to your point around that whole instagram post thing i think when you go on instagram usually the people you see who express themselves or express vulnerability apart from i'm just saying apart from like celebrities who do that the general lay person who express emotions express vulnerabilities are usually girls you rarely see a straight boy or any boy doing that and i think that's why when a man a boy however you just define yourself <laughs> um, <laughs> like post something I'm a it, boy. It's, it's seen as girly and maybe that's something that people are like why are you trying to express yourself you're not supposed to. and i think we talked about this in one of our first few episodes around like mm, men expressing yeah. vulnerabilities and emotions. And I think that's part of it. Um, so when someone actually does that, they think it's, oh, they're just trying to seek attention when actually it's just a form of self-expression. And to be fair, like people read books written by men, which is expressing emotions, but it's never seen that way um, when people read novels or poems or stuff like that, like romantic shit. Um, but I think when it, yeah, I think that's kind of the, when it's kind of within the frame of something that's more commercialized, it's fine. But when it's something you do out of your personal sense, need for expression, it's kind of like, oh, why are you doing that? And I'm not saying, and I, I'm, and I think it happens more for boys than girls, but even when girls kind of post stuff like that, people often think, oh, why is she seeking attention? Like when women come out on social about, their toxic relationships or sexual abuse or um people often think that oh they're just seeking attention not necessarily Mm -hmm. recognizing that they just need an outlet to share and an outlet to maybe inspire other girls and i think that's the thing right that one thing that you always say like damned if you do damned if you don't um so it really annoys me though it really annoys me because it feels like no go ahead no, it just, just it just feels like yeah. 
Okay, oh. that's that's my fault because we didn't use the signal. I just I just wanted to say yeah, that yeah. it's it's just like people are trying so hard to just see the downside of it. Like no one tries mm. to see the, you know, like like what you said when uh when a woman speaks out about sexual abuse, right? They just immediately see they immediately try to find the negative connotations. Mm. Like they don't try to see like she's trying to empower a person. She's trying to address it. Okay, but I'm so sorry. Please finish up. No, I was just going to say, I think you're never going to please everyone. There are always going to be people who just wouldn't accept or like, there will be haters. But then I think there are also people who are, even if they're not at that stage now, actively trying to be more accepting, like men wearing nail polish or I don't know, um, men going for body massages and whatever else um and at this on the flip side girls who don't want to do any of those things like i i know on the flip side like when girls don't do any of those things boys will be like why does she not do anything like is she not a girl like doesn't she like to take care of herself and it's kind of like you can take care of yourself in ways that is right for you not necessarily how society def- like for a girl you don't have to wear makeup or i don't know do manicures and pedicures to feel good about yourself you can but you don't have to and it's the same thing that applies for boys as well like it's what you feel is right to make you feel better if that makes sense yes i i completely agree but of course you know in a way this conversation both of us will agree right because we sort of discuss about this all the time um but i just i just felt like is something that is very, I, I know I keep repeating this, but I just feel like it's something that is sad in the sense that people get upset about such things and waste their energy on mm-hmm. just belittling such people and like ridiculing such things when I just feel like really, shouldn't you take the energy and channel it elsewhere? If you could have all that passion and yeah. like drive, like, I mean, I can't speak much for how other people experience it, but for me, like, just this Instagram post, and Stephanie would know I am hardly on Instagram. I have very few followers. I'm very thankful for anyone who do follow me, but I just don't really want to follow anyone because I'm hardly using it. I don't really understand it. So even sometimes, I have to ask Stephanie how to even read messages on Instagram. But for people to take time and basically say that, oh, it's a, you know, you are attention seeking, like why would you say something like that? It's inappropriate. Like really, like you have all the anger and pent up frustrations to find me, type that message and send it to me. When why not send a nice encouraging message to your niece or nephew who might be sitting for national examinations tomorrow? Like, it just feels like misplaced mm. energy and it's yeah. sort of sad. Boredom. Boredom. I think that's what they say, right? I think on social media, I think it comes from a place of insecurity as well. Um, and maybe I'm generalizing mm-hmm. this, but it's maybe. kind of like, I often feel like people who don't, I don't know if I'm going to sound like really blunt with this, but people, people who cannot it's be happy. It's not the first time yeah i feel like if like if the people who are often not happy for other people or often try to make these remarks are often not secure or not happy with themselves because i think if you're i don't know there's this phrase but like the more you're happy for the others the more you feel like 
you breed positivity within yourself as well. Um, And I think that's where when people start, often when people make judgy remarks, it's how they judge themselves as well. Um, And that's what I've always noticed. Like they, they seem to, and this is just my, my planner side coming out of me. Um, and my day-to-day job of behavioral science. You know coming why out of me. you always say that? But okay, no, because that because I, I think it's become part of me where I just strip layers of people, like p- strip people into different layers. Like externally, when they interact mm-hmm. in social settings, people are often like, "Oh, I wear this whatever makeup. I wear this. I wear that." Or like for boys, kind of, "I wear this watch," or I don't know. Um, and then. And then they judge people like, oh, why is she doing that? Why is she wearing this cheap mascara? Why is she like that? Mm-hmm. And then you kind of take a layer down. It's because they ident- they judge themselves based on these things, on how, because that's they think that they, they need to project a certain image of themselves to be accepted by the world, rather than thinking about, actually, do I actually feel happy about myself in this way or that way? Um, Because I think in the past when people, like in uni, um, Mm -hmm. I like to dress up, dress up in a sense that like I like to wear clothes, shoes, fashion, but I never, I was never the kind of person who could wear makeup. One, I'm not skilled at it and I, I just feel like I look stupid in makeup. Um, And like there were people in school who would tell me that actually you would look even better if you wore makeup. Like you wear really nice clothes, but you would look even better if you wore makeup. They said that Um, to you. Yeah, like it has happened a few times and like, or like, um, I think guys would be into you if you like wore makeup and I'm like, then I don't need them. Um, <laughs> but, and I, I think at some point it did bother me because I'm like, do I really mm-hmm. need to wear makeup to be more attractive or, but then it got, to, and like even, but now when people say that to me, I don't care because I know that, like, I feel like I'm more confident in who I am now. Um that I, I don't care when people tell me those things. But I think for some people, when, and I think when people say that, it's kind of like they, they have that perception that they need to look good if they wear makeup, which is completely fine. Because some people feel more comfortable about themselves, more confident when they wear makeup, which is completely fine. But you don't have to project that on everyone. Like everyone yeah. has different ways of feeling comfortable. I don't know where I'm going with this. But <laughs> what I was kind of, trying to say no I, I i understand i understand like kind of tying it back to the whole girly thing it's i think when it comes to kind of self-care externally um often your external the way that you project your your external appearance and the way that you project your external image reflects on who you are inside as well um and i think when people make those slight remarks and take that energy to make harsh comments on other people it's often a reflection of how they feel inside because they project this kind of beautiful picture of themselves outside but then they're often constantly judging themselves and when someone is bold enough to do something out of their comfort zone like posting something emotionally vulnerable or I don't know, um, like other stuff, or like wearing manicure, like a man wearing manicure confidently, then they're kind of like, oh, how can they do that? Because they themselves are not confident enough to do that, even if they want to, if that makes sense. So I I feel like those comments come from a place from insecurity. And I think it takes time and understanding to almost ignore them because you know that what you're doing makes you happy and it doesn't need to make anyone else happy, if that makes sense. 
and however yes. people would judge them, whether it's girly, manly, whatever. Yeah, um, I just wanted to sort of tie or rather um, just reiterate what you said because you were you were saying that you know you're not sure where you're going with it. But I, I was completely following no, I was following what you were you were trying to bring up. Basically you're saying that the reason why there's so much judgment is because these people look at themselves as the standard for what is acceptable. So a man who doesn't who doesn't do manicures and stuff will think that doing it is unacceptable. So when they see someone doing that, they're like, why would you do that? Because that is unacceptable in the mm. society that I perceive in my mind. Mm. Not understanding that, you know, we can all, we can all coexist harmoniously, right? Like, this, this just, as in that's the ideal, right? That we all accept everyone's differences and be fine with it. Like, you doing manicure or you doing massages or you applying sunblock doesn't, harm me at all well if you get skin cancer maybe it does but but the point the point i'm trying to make is the action itself of whether it's moisturizing your skin going for pedicures manicures um verbalizing you know your emotional vulnerabilities Mm. doesn't mean a bad thing if anything we could actually take stock from that and learn from that in a way where you know i've seen one thing i think because i started doing manicures and pedicures like every time i walk i go out Mm. i'll just look at other guys and their nails or their toenails and then my brain starts Mm. going at 120 miles per hour (laughs) because i'm like because you know sometimes if you don't like clean your nails and then you have those black black stuff underneath Mm. the nails it's not even like, it shouldn't even be black. By right, it should be white. If it becomes black, it means it's there and it has oxidized and like... Stop. I don't know. It's <laughs> full with bacteria. I'm sorry. It's just, it just bothers me to that point. But anyway, like, it, you know, like we could learn from that. And if you see someone doing manicure, maybe you can do it. You don't have to do the same colours, but just the fact of just cleaning your nails, keeping your nails clean. How about that? If you see someone going for a massage, why not just see it as like, you know, you are... Uh, easing out the tensions in your body from sitting at a desk for eight hours doing stay-at-home work. How about exactly. that? Or someone who goes to a chiropractor, you know, why not just see it as like, hey, maybe I should realign my backbone that has been neglected for the past 30 years. How about that? So I was just thinking, you know, maybe yeah, it's something that we can exactly. learn from each other and just rephrase it and rebrand it and like, see it from a different vantage point yeah that's a very good point i think and i think that's the point of this episode actually where mm. it's kind of reframing your perspective because often you people often think about things like manicures pedicures makeup um body massages mm. as a sense of vanity um it, mm-hmm. that it comes from a place of vanity and vanity is associated with feminine side of things and so when a man does it it's kind of like why is he so vain um and i know like metrosexuality has been kind of brimming (laughs) since kind of like the late (laughs) and so whatever but at the same time these things still exist and to your point it's exactly kind of reframing the mindset around manicures and pedicures it's about keeping your nails clean it's keeping your relieving tensions in your body if people saw it that way and i think it's a bit like how people have been trying to reframe mental health as well like how in the past when people talk about depression and anxiety it's kind of like it's in your head it's and never people never thought of it as an illness and it's kind of like actually it's 
a sickness, like just how you have a stomachache, you have your brain is sick. And I think just reframing that and helping people like seek help and medication and that kind of thing in mental health is it's kind of I think we've I think the one thing again, like with I think how people can change it's kind of like unlearning some of the preconditioned or conditioned stereotypes in your mind that you've grown up with um and if you kind of as as we were saying kind of reframe your perspectives about why people do certain things then you be you start being more accepting of and embracing the differences Mm -hmm. that people have um yeah like i don't know like yeah exactly like i can't think of any more examples of personal care self-care but it's it's that as well and i think yeah this was the point i was going to say like this whole self-care thing whatever we do externally makes you feel better inside as well and it helps with your mental health and your self-esteem and your well-being Mm. as well so if people saw it that way rather than from a place of vanity then this whole girly thing feminine thing it's only if only girls do that or only boys do that doesn't Mm -hmm. matter anymore I also wanted to go into, you know, we've talked a lot about self-care from a physical point of view, but Stephanie, mm-hmm. you brought up about how, you know, there's mental health. And I think that's a perfect sort of lead-in into what I wanted to say is that self-care is not just about the physical aspect. Mm-hmm. It's also about the mental and emotional aspect. And that's something that we don't really hear a lot of. I, I think we're trying to move towards it, right? Like we talk about mental health and, you know, being positive about people going to therapy and stuff but no one really talks about like the lead-in like all the little things you can do day to day about paying attention to your mental health and specifically now with a lot of things happening from home there's very like you know back like a few like last year it was really the lines were blurred when it came to working at home and working in the office because you had technology. So your bosses could reach you at any time because we have technology. Now you're working at home and suddenly it's like the blinds go from being blurred to completely disappearing because you essentially could pretty much have to work like what, 10, 14 hours, mm. which is not exactly good because suddenly like you don't, you're not able to so-called keep blocks of time and blocks of work separate from your personal mm. life. So if I think the the easiest thing that I wanted to say is that because I'm not as experienced as Stephanie is in terms of you know uh, employment in in such a in such a sense that the best thing I wanted to say is if you need the time to rest to just sleep and just be lazy and lounge please do that for yourself because I think if your body is telling you that it wants to be lazy chances are there's a reason for it I don't think we want to be sloths by nature I think sometimes you've just been piling so much stress and responsibilities and burdens and tasks and and activities that that your body just, you know what, I'm done. I need a break. So Stephanie, what other things that you maybe you want to add about, you know, mental and emotional self-care that, you know, maybe people don't talk about enough? Yeah. I think to your point, I think we probably touched on it in a couple of episodes as well around kind of what you were saying about seeking help and, um, that emotional inner self-care about expressing how you feel and um, sharing your kind of like vulnerabilities with someone as well. Um, Cause that yeah. kind of what you were saying, how posting that post on Instagram allowed you to express your emotions that you need an outlet yeah. for. 
and that's a form of self-care and sometimes and those people who kind of commented on your post about it being attention seeking if they saw it as a way of someone trying to express themselves um, as an outlet and use instagram or any form of social media as an outlet for expression then you you stop kind of judging those people as well and i think um however you want to express yourself or have an outlet like i think be free be free to do that i think sometimes on social because you were very hesitant to post that thing because you were like what are people going to say and there are so mm -hmm. many of these of these kind of nazis on social where like oh she posts too much she never posts anything this uh, her followers are more than her following and like there's all these fucking rules about how your social media account should be but essentially instagram was created for people to express themselves in whatever way or form and not even instagram like all of these social media platforms was for people to express and sometimes people take it to a whole other extreme of judging people but if they saw it as a way of it's a way for everyone as an outlet for everyone to express themselves then you kind of it's also a form of self-care if you think about it because it gives you a platform yeah. to express your emotions openly but often people don't do that anymore because you have all these people judging you and you don't want to be judged um yeah. so th that's kind of one thing um, and I guess if you don't want to use social, then you have all these other, your friends, your family, or anyone that you feel comfortable enough to have a safe space to talk to, um, which often I think is often associated with a girly thing, um, and, or like something a bit that only girls do, but I think we talked about how boys can start opening up and have a, find a safe space for them to express themselves. Um, yeah. I think I've kind of talked about some of the few things we said in terms of self-care, both externally and internally, and how it doesn't need to be something yeah. that's girly. Because I think often self-care, people think bubble baths and whatever not, but actually it's more than that. Um, it's, it, it, it includes yeah. bubble I mean, baths. I was just thinking that <laughs> it, it does, but it's, it's not, that's the thing, right? It's not limited to that. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be that. Mm. Uh, for anyone who watched the series Bones, the TV series Bones, there was an episode where basically the one of the lead character, Booth, agent, special agent CD Booth, uh, was basically having self-care time. And he was sitting in a bathtub with like a beer can helmet, a beer helmet, watching TV. And I didn't, I did not, he had this whole rig. And then his partner walked into the bath and was just like, what are you doing? And he was like, I'm just enjoying beer in a hot tub, watching the game. <laughs> and this was a heterosexual man, very masculine, buff, muscular, you know, like, like the perfect alpha male, so to speak. And he was just, you know, doing self-care in a way that he felt was suitable for him. And I think, mm. you know, anyone can just find whatever works for you. It exactly. doesn't have to be feminine, but the point the point is just do something that you enjoy and take time out for yourself because mm. you need it. Our bodies are not meant to run on work 24-7, seven days a week. It's not meant to do, to do that. It's meant to, you need to have blocks of time for rest. Mm -hmm. um, and so with that, I think we've sort of, I think we've pretty much covered everything we wanted to talk about. Uh, yeah. Stephen, do you have any sort of final things to say no i think well it's kind of weird this is like our last episode of the season so i'm kind of like thinking about what is the nice way to wrap this up 
kind of not this episode mm-hmm. but kind of this whole series and obviously this series was kind of born out of Azri's book Ring of Promise um, and we hope that I guess we've tried to I, I don't break is such an ambitious word to say but I'm going to say it anyway like break the barriers or like stereotypes that um, that exist in a day-to-day world around what a man should be or boy should be like the differences between men and women but I think if we start embracing the differences that exist like, or the fluidity that exists um, across the genders and like mm-hmm. and more as like human traits and as as you were saying today kind of reframe your perspective about before you judge someone based on their gender based on how they behave um, before you judge someone um, on kind of like their behavior and how they address and what they do and be like, oh, why is, why are they being girly or why are they being manly or whatever? Kind of reframe your perspective mm-hmm. to understand why they might be doing it um, and understand it's because it makes them feel better. It doesn't, it's not a reflection on you or society. Um, and if we start kind of reframing our perspectives on other people, I think you start to be more open about how you want to express yourself as well and be more self-confident in yourself in terms of your, well-being so i think that's probably the message did you have anything else to add asri i don't even know whether that made sense mm-hmm. uh well yes yes uh but for me i just wanted to say well first of all i will have to say thank you to stephanie for pushing me to do this season i was hoping to do something completely you know something else instead of focusing on my book because it is a very it is a bit daunting for me to talk about something. It always feels very pretentious to be okay. talking about something that you've created with pride. I don't know. It's always been, uh, it's just something I struggle with. But um, I do like, I, I would like to add on, you know, like a, a very sincere thank you to anyone who's, to everyone who's listening. Because um, I, I think before this, the book didn't feel real. And then Stephanie told me that she read the book and then I started crying because it felt like, you know, someone else knew about it. And then now, like, you know, talking to publishers and, you know, pe- talking to people about it and, you know, having listeners listen to our episode and know that there's this book that exists. Certainly, you know, the existence of this book is beyond my, this, this state, the sphere of my mind. Certainly that has changed how I look at it. And I'm sorry, I'm like, you know, babbling because it's so nervous and I'm like perspiring talking about it because it's so embarrassing. But yeah, I just would like to really extend a really, really heartfelt and sincere and grateful and appreciative thank you to everyone because it has really, it really means the world to me. Or, you know, considering it's something that I worked on for three years and, you know, kept quiet because I was embarrassed to talk about it. So yes, thank you to Stephanie and thank you to all our listeners. And um, it has been a very, very fun season to record and once again apologies for the delays that we had in uh, one of the episodes because of the technical difficulties <laughs> and thank you for staying with us and being patient and being supportive yeah it means a lot we are looking at all the numbers and we know you're there we just don't know who you are because you know spotify and anchor is it's anonymous but yes Thank you so much. Yeah, I think definitely thank you to everyone who has bothered sticking and listening to us ramble. But hopefully, I think for me, I think when I read Azri's book, it was just kind of a very pertinent topic for people to discuss, which I don't think is being discussed as widely in our day-to-day kind of media and like just day-to-day life, essentially. Um, 
probably because boys don't talk that much about how they feel, I guess. Um, and I think to any publishers who might be listening, I don't know, maybe give him a shot. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed listening and I hope we kind of gave you some food for thought. Um, and this is Blurred Thoughts with Azri and Stephanie. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at underscore Blurred Thoughts. We'll come back in a couple of weeks with a new season. So watch this space. Um, and we hope to be a bit more disciplined this time around with <laughs> making sure our schedules and are more aligned. <laughs> oh, and also to hope that all technical difficulties are sorted for all our future episodes and future seasons. Yes. So thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. And hope you enjoyed the season. Bye. Bye.